Hey, I'm going to go through a presentation today on some blockchain basics. What is a blockchain? Blockchain technology is what makes cryptocurrencies. It's also called distributed ledger technology. A ledger is a book of keeping record of some sort. A blockchain is no different. It's just a digital ledger keeping records of data. There are different types of blockchains. One thing that they all share is that they are all to be considered immutable or permanent. So any data or any records that are stored on that blockchain or that ledger are to be considered permanent. The main parts of a blockchain. Nodes, miners, and the data or transactions. So we have a diagram on the right hand side here that we're going to use to help us visualize how a blockchain operates. So at the very bottom of our diagram, in our yellow happy face, we have our transactions. Our red triangles are going to represent our miners, and our blue squares are going to represent our nodes. First, we'll talk about nodes. A node is a computer connected to other computers. So nodes, plural, is a group of singular computers all connected together. Um, they store the data that makes up a blockchain. That's their principal role. A couple node terms that you might hear. A full node or partial or light nodes. The main difference being a full node stores all of the blockchain data and partial or light store partial parts of the blockchain data. What is a miner? So the second part of our blockchain ecosystem, uh, we have our red triangles, our miners. If you remember, our transactions are at the bottom there. So what our miners are doing is they're processing the incoming transactions or data, and they send it to the nodes for storage. That process is called making a block or mining. The miner will get some cryptocurrency as a reward for making the block or for mining. And in a nutshell, that's basically what makes up a blockchain or cryptocurrency ecosystem. Uh, main types of blockchains. So, like we had mentioned, there's a few different kinds out there. Uh, the main two that we are going to discuss in this slide is proof of work which is where blockchains had started from. Um, Bitcoin and Monero are two examples of some proof-of-work blockchains. Second one we'll talk about is proof-of-stake, which is kind of the next evolution from proof-of-work. 
Um, Cardano and Polkadot are two examples of some proof-of-stake blockchains. So you might ask what's the main difference between the two? So to try and explain it as simply as possible, in a proof-of-work blockchain, the more work you do, the more rewards you'll get. And in a proof-of-stake blockchain, the more stake you have, the more rewards you'll get. Feel free to research both of those types of blockchains fairly in-depth. Those are kind of the main two that you'll see out there. For now, anyways. Plus the many more, as we said for now. There are many types of blockchains out there. There's a couple examples listed here, but we don't really need to get too far into them. Um, a hybrid blockchain is a combination of any two of the blockchain methods. So you could take a proof of work and proof of stake and make a hybrid blockchain out of it. One other thing you might hear about blockchains is that they can be classified as public or private. So what that means is either the data that's stored on the blockchain is publicly visible or it's not publicly visible. So just to explain that a little further, you could have a proof of work blockchain that is public or a proof-of-work blockchain that is private or any hybrid combination that somebody can concoct. Next we'll discuss some common terms that you're gonna hear in the cryptocurrency or blockchain space. Market cap is the total amount of dollars invested into a coin. Supply cap is how many total coins that there will be. So for example, Bitcoin supply cap is 21 million. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins. Circulating supply is how many coins are currently in circulation or how many have been mined. Volume is how many dollars or coins have moved in and out over a select period of time. Next we're going to talk about centralized versus decentralized a little bit. Um, so centralized, that means is that one central entity is in control of something. Um, so you might hear the word centralized finance or CFI. Um, couple examples of some centralized things in terms of cryptocurrency. Uh, Binance or say Coinbase would be considered centralized exchanges because there's only one entity in control of those. Decentralized means that no one entity is in control. You might hear about decentralized finance or DeFi. Uniswap and PancakeSwap are a couple examples of some decentralized exchanges. Smart contracts. 
Smart contracts are programs that are built into a blockchain that allows tasks to be completed. Uh, swapping or exchanging coins is an example of a task. This is how a lot of those decentralized exchanges that we were just talking about work. That's how they are decentralized. Uh, any function that a person could imagine realistically could be built into smart contracts. So as this technology grows more and more, um, we can already see smart contracts getting into things like mortgages and rental agreements and loans. Uh, there's lots of DeFi platforms out there that are giving out loans and stuff like that. Um, sales is another avenue where smart contracts could really have a pretty drastic effect in the world. Um, and the last furthest example I have is law. We're not really going to get into that one too much. Next we'll talk about oracles a little bit. Um, oracles connect and communicate with other blockchains, kind of like a middleman you could think of. So they help exchanges and smart contracts operate. Uh, like finding prices or other data that the exchanges or smart contracts need to do what they need to do. Um, Chainlink and Equilibria are a couple examples of some oracles. And these oracles are coins, not too different than I guess what you would think of Bitcoin is. You can buy them or hold them, same as you, you can any cryptocurrency. Block explorers. So block explorers are a pretty cool tool that anyone can use to see the blockchain, uh, look at the data that's on there. Um, one of the main usages that I've used block explorers for is uh, seeing if a transaction has gone through, if it's still pending, denied, what, what happened in that situation. Um, some other info that you can find on block explorers uh, is stuff like fees and transaction times, uh, how many nodes are in the network. Um, you could kind of use them to sort of judge the health of the network or the blockchain. And the last thing we're going to get into today is just kind of some quick tips on a topic called coin control. Um, so one pretty good rule to live by in crypto is never transfer funds from one exchange directly to another exchange. So what that means is that you should avoid transferring from Binance to Crypto.com or from Coinbase to Binance or any two exchanges, you should just not transfer directly between the two. What you'd like to be doing in that situation is transfer from an exchange to a wallet that you own, that's your wallet. So if you wanted to say transfer from Binance to crypto.com, the best way that you could do that would be to transfer from Binance to a wallet and then to crypto.com.
this is just a good practice to always follow through on. One of the main reasons being because at the end of the day, if you don't have the keys, you don't have the coins. And I'll just leave it at that. Thanks for watching. If anyone's interested to learn more about cryptocurrencies or blockchain, feel free to come join our study group where we discuss all things cryptocurrency and blockchain. Group is free to join. Links will be in the description. Thanks.